Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to Pod Talk, short conversations with podcast creators that are not just about podcasting, because I like to take the scenic route. My guest today is Ron Dector. Welcome, Ron. How are you this afternoon? I don't know what time zone you're in. I'm sorry. Yes, it is afternoon and good afternoon to you, Craig. It's really a pleasure to be here. And thank you so much for inviting me to be on the show with you. You're very welcome. Uh, as we were discussing up front, um, it took a while, but I'm really happy. Um, I really love when people do what you did, which is like ignore, like, hey, we'll be on the show. No, we'll be on the show. Like, I'll get there. Like, it's this long delay. But then when you do show up, it's with no warning. I love it. It's like Christmas. I get this random Wednesday. Ron pops up my calendar. I'm like, oh, yes. Sorry. Sometimes Craig gets a little excited. No worries. Um, well, I want to talk. Uh, sorry to talk over you all along the intention the intentions were good i was always planning to accept your very kind and generous invitation but as podcasters have experienced and as i think anyone who has any pursuits has experienced life intervenes from time to time Mm, we don't get to do things according to the schedule that we hope for Mm. Um, that leads me to I, the obvious question I'll be to ask about your podcast, but instead I want to know, um, tell me more about you started the show. I'm just going to tease people and not say the name just yet. You can say the name. You started the show, but you actually started podcasting. Like somebody gave you a mic, like, tell me about uh, when this person handed you the blue Yeti and said, dude, talk to this. Uh, how did you get the mindset shift from, I had never thought of that to, I'm going to take a course and I'm actually going to try and become a podcaster? Yeah, very good question. Uh, I hadn't ever thought of doing a podcast. I've always been somewhat of an actor, uh, an ad lib artist, a comedian, just among friends, of course, only in the most comfortable <laughs> situations, not in anything that would actually test me. Um, you know, I took a couple of semesters of uh, acting. Uh, it was something that always interested me. A friend of mine who knows me very well gave me a Blue Yeti microphone as a gift and said, you know, Ron, you should have a podcast. You really should have a podcast. You'd be a natural at it. And I sort of thought, oh, yeah, yeah, right, I'll do a podcast. Um, David Letterman <laughs> here, you know, I'll, I'll do something. <laughs> who, who is going to listen to it? Um, but over time, uh, I, with gentle urgings from some friends, uh, I did decide, well, you know, it might be really nice to do a podcast. And then, so the, this specific show is called Simplest State. And the podcasting, they began together because before I even started, I was thinking, what am I going to do it on? And the idea of doing it on this particular subject emerged in my mind over time. And I looked at various options for learning how to podcast. And certainly all the resources are there on YouTube and on right. the internet. This is you totally can, a solved. Absolutely. You, you don't and even I'm, need to. You're definitely to an autodidact. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I, I, I wish I was more of an autodidact. I would not have taken the course that I did where <laughs> I had the good fortune good to meet you. But I realized I needed something that was a bit of a kickstart. <clears throat> and mm. that's when I took that workshop. And it got me going. Um, 
it's not a finished product, not by any means. It's far, far from it, but it got me started. And that's, you know, well begun is half done, Craig. So mm. uh, if you have to make a start is, is already a, a, a great step forward in my particular case. Yes, I, I think it's a piece of Eastern wisdom, which is if there's some place you need to be, you need to start walking. <laughs> Yes, which, yes. Which I use to remind myself, I'm like, just just start, course correct later. Did you, okay. um, how long did it take you to, uh, so here's the question I really want to ask, so I'm just going to ask it. How much of, you have a, a very clear, uh, I'm going to say vision, but I don't mean like you're not actually also doing it. You have a very clear vision about what you're trying to communicate with your podcast. How much of the clarity came from, trying to build a podcast like and having to think through the really clear questions that everybody else is going to ask about your idea like or did you have it it was all in your head but you just didn't know how to get it out in the world and then oh microphone now i have the final piece like how much of the clarity comes from the process and how much of the process comes from the clarity i would say a great deal of it excuse me, a great deal of it comes from the process. Um, Because although I did have and do have it very clearly in my head, what I've produced so far doesn't match up. It doesn't correspond Mm -hmm. with that vision that I have in my head. I've, I've fallen quite short of where I want to be with this podcast. I thought I would have done more with it by now. But as I said earlier, life intervenes, we are met with distractions. Although going through the process has clarified in my mind what I need to do, what I want to do to make it the kind of program that I truly envision. Sometimes I think I should see how far we can get into these conversations before we tell people what we're talking about. Because <laughs> we haven't told them yet what the show is, and people are just like, "Guys, seriously, I'm going to press pause. I'm going to go search." Um, do you find? Uh, okay, so to, well, th- tell me about the shortfall. So you're saying that, and and I don't want to hear like you're only five episodes in because five episodes is awesome. Because <sighs> podcasting is lonely, hard work. Congrats. Oh. So I don't want to hear you. about. Oh, I thought I'd be further along in number. I want to know what is it when you. I have a hard time listening to my work. Do you have a hard time listening to your work? What is it about the podcast itself that makes you go? This is not fully formed. What I learned in in recording these five episodes and producing them and putting them out there is that. I know. I know. I, it's it's a misnomer to say it's what I've learned. It's not what I've learned. It's what I think when I hear it, and what I think when I hear it is my podcast should be more conversational and less question answer interview style. Because Ooh. although I've had some fascinating guests, and although they've spoken brilliantly, I feel that for a listener, a conversation would be more delectable than just a question and answer. Um, I actually danced a little jig, (laughs) as you said. (laughs) I actually did my little stupid dance. I'm just like, yes, please, more of that. Um, I totally agree with you. Uh, There are very few, well, I'm going to say in straight up journalism, I think Q&A is a good thing um, because it helps make it... um, 
I like flip this around. The Q a Q and A is great in journalism because it helps the reporter be uh, uh, the opposite of present uh, uh, disappear. You don't want the the reporter like in the way of the thing. Um, but I think in conversation, it makes it much more because oh, that's exactly what it is. It makes much more of a dialogue, much more of a dance, much more of two minds. Uh, I like to call it a social object, which comes from a guy named Hugh McLeod and Gaping Void is a great website. But he talks about like the social object is the thing that one of us holds up and it is the thing around which we can now have an interaction. It's much harder to interact without a thing to be the social object between us. Absolutely. Uh, that, that That's exactly the process I went through because at the beginning, my thinking was this is about them. So it's not about mm -hmm. me, much the same way as the reporter in your analogy. So I thought, let's say it be about them. They will do all the talking. I will ask the questions and lead the conversation. But this is for them to express what they would like to express. And that is well and good. But as you mm -hmm. said, a, a conversation, I think, is something much more interesting for the listener than a Q&A. Yeah, there's something pregnant isn't the right word. There's something uh, I need to I need to grammarify the word potential to work in the sentence. There's something potential. There there is a potential to yes conversation. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, my well, grammar yeah. fails me. There's a potential no, that, in conversation. <laughs> sure, because because you don't know then where it'll go. There's greater spontaneity. It's it's a dialogue as opposed to a yeah. monologue. And and I mean in fairness my podcasts weren't monologues. These people weren't reading pre-prepared statements or anything. They were doing most of the talking, but certainly not a monologue. But yeah. it's, I think the more you move towards dialogue, the better. Hmm. In, in my case, I can't say that but for every podcast, of course. It's yeah. certainly my case. That's, that's like my yeah, wheelhouse. Yeah. I, I started doing these types of conversations that we're doing right now uh, on a different show and I don't know, I did like 120 episodes or something. And then I, then I realized like, oh, what I actually love is doing the thing, not so much the top. I mean, I love the topic too, but I realized it wasn't the topic that is the thing I love most about that show. It was doing the, I enjoyed like the, the I hate to say performance, I enjoyed the conversation that's as right. much as I enjoyed talking about the particular topic. So that's why Absolutely. I love these because I don't know what we're going to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you want to unpack what simplest state is? We need Absolutely, to yeah. <laughs> well, that would be a pleasure. Um, simplest state is for anyone who's ever felt that there's something more to life than the mundane, that there's something beyond the daily routine of life, or someone who's ever felt that, you know, the, the, the power of the mind is something much more than we have harnessed so far. You know, I don't know how old you are, but when I was a little kid, comic books. I will be 52 in the near future. All right. That was, did not need to be disclosed, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, comic books used to have this little thing at the back, a coupon to contact the Rosicrucians, the power of the mind. And I remember as a kid, I don't know, six, seven years old, I sent that coupon in <laughs> probably probably Sadness. many. I, I, I didn't know what it was, but I knew 
gosh, I mean, my mind, it, I should be able to do anything. And so I, they sent a bunch of pamphlets, which I never read. Um, it seemed too religious or quasi-religious to me. I still, to this day, I don't know what the Rosicrucians, <laughs> what they are, or what they do. Uh, but then in my teens, I started reading books on the power of the mind. I started reading books on Zen Buddhism by D.T. Suzuki, by Alan mm -hmm. Watts. And then uh, I read Richard Albert's book, Baba Ramdas, Be Here Now. And something awakened in me, uh, the, the understanding, the realization that there are higher states of consciousness, that there are higher states of creativity. And it's something that I'd felt intuitively somewhat, even through very young years, but had no specific knowledge of it. So mm. Simplest State is a podcast for anyone who felt that there is something more out there, someone who's even interested in the physics aspect, string theory and quantum mechanics and quantum physics, which illustrates that even at the finest levels, the universe is not matter. It is energy. It is wave function, not particle. And that... As Sir Arthur Eddington said, the, the British physicist, the stuff of the world is mind stuff. And these most advanced thinkers in the world of physics have all said the same thing, that in fact, the world, the universe as we know it, is much closer to being a thought or a dream than it is to being a physical substantive reality. And... So this podcast is one where those who sense that or seek that or have had experiences of higher states of creativity, higher states of consciousness, for those who are on a path, whatever that path may be, of higher knowledge. So there's a problem in conversation, which is if somebody says something profound... <laughs> There's no response to profundity. Um, I, I love trotting that word out. Sorry, I'm a total nerd. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's kind of you. It's very kind. I, 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 I should... God. I was just... Sorry. I, I was just going to add that I should probably define or explain why it's called simplest state. Simplest state refers to simplest state of the mind, simplest state of awareness. If we think of the mind as being very, very active, engaged in thoughts, engaged in experience, engaged in perception, well, the simplest state of that mind is not engaged in thoughts, in experience, in perception. It, but it is consciousness. It is pure awareness. Much like when the ocean rises up in a wave, it has a distinct height, a width, a specific mm -hmm. direction. It can be defined. It can be isolated. It can be localized. But when that wave settles down to its simplest state, it's indistinguishable from the unboundedness of the ocean. Consciousness, <clears throat> what, what, what physics has shown us is that consciousness behaves as a field. So, when it's active, yes, it's isolated, it's defined, it's distinct. When it is silent, 
it is a wave, it becomes one with the rest of that so-called ocean, that unbounded awareness that underlies everything, as we know from the world of physics. I always have too many things I want to ask and they don't all fit. Uh, one thing that I want to ask is if somebody just went, hmm, that's interesting, they can listen to your podcast because that's what you would have liked to have found in the back of the comic book would be your audio files somehow. Um, so that's out there now. So people could start there. But also we mentioned a lot of books. I once read I Am That by Nisargata. Um I'm wondering, and that is not like, don't start there, folks. Like, don't try and read I Am That first. Uh, I'm wondering, where's a good, I have some guesses, but where's a good on-ramp if people are looking for something to read in between listening to your podcast episodes come out? It's not an easy question. Like, first I of all, I, I have to say, um, I've read I Am That by Swami Nisargadatta Maharaj many times. It's a uh, an extraordinary book and a wonderful account of exactly what I'm speaking about. Um, but I would say a very good place to start is take a classic of Eastern literature, the Bhagavad Gita, which is the whole story of the evolution of consciousness. Uh, and it, it's... it's uh, there's many translation and commentaries. The one I would recommend is the translation and commentary by Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who founded the Transcendental Meditation, TM, program. And his translation and commentary is very incisive. It just cuts to the quick of that entire discourse between Krishna and Arjuna that takes place on the battlefield in the Bhagavad Gita. Terrific. I knew you'd have a great answer for that. The other thing that I wanted to ask about is, um, I'm going to back up, like back out conceptually a little bit more meta about podcasting. You also, aside from knowing a lot why I asked that question, you also have a really good handle on how to talk about your show. And I think I'm just going to project my insecurities onto the listeners. I think that a lot of people are nervous when they talk about their own show, because it's tough to like, I made this thing and I, I kind of don't want to share it because if you tell me it sucks, it reflects on me. And I'm just wondering how long it took you, if at all, to go from making the thing and envisioning the podcast to actually being able to like do the, it's more than an elevator pitch, but to actually say and be comfortable, this is what I made. It, it may or may not be for you, the potential listener. Well, that's, I, I'm very happy to hear that. I'm very grateful to hear it because I do not think I have arrived there yet um, because I rarely do speak about the show. No one ever asked me to explain what the content is, and I've never done so. I've written a brief description. <clears throat> Sorry. We can we can edit out the coughs at least, or not. We can just <laughs> or not or not <clears throat> down with editing. I say, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I I don't think I'm there yet. I'm far from it. Um, I'm not really like you said. I'm also not comfortable speaking about the content of it. Uh, Eric Nosem's ten words. I've never done that exercise. But I think oh, that's about brilliant. Doing it. I know it is. <laughs> well, um, 
Don't ask me to do the don't ask me to do the ten words for this show because it would be something like I talk with podcast creators and I, I would just stop there. But what I found worked for me um, when I did it for another show was I started with an unlimited number of words, and I just said, you know, I need twenty seven words. Here are my twenty seven words, and then I went, can I make it twenty six? And I just kept chopping down. And what happened to me was it's pretty easy to, you know, all right, I'll start cutting adjectives. It's not the greatest show ever made. It's just a show, you know. Like I chopped it down, and I got to like twenty or something, and then I went, ooh. I have to find a different way to say this idea. Or in my case, I had 23 ideas in there and I had to like get rid of which of the three. So I, I actually think uh, people who are listening probably have heard of and have probably read Eric Newsom, N-U-Z-U-M, wrote a book called Make Noise. <clears throat> That's correct. And inside there is this, it's a great book for many things, but it mentions this exercise. So I would recommend if people, if you, if someone has trouble talking about their show, start with, you know, freebie, you have all the words you want, and then just start chopping and you get to a point where I'm stuck. I can't get below 23 words. And then that'll force you to find another way to say it. The other thing to do is to just say it to people and watch their reaction. So I start right. saying, Oh, it's a podcast where I talk about it. They're going to do it. And just wait for their eyes to glass over. And then that's the part where yeah, that's where you're cutting. <laughs> a good point yeah i i think it's probably uh, really the essence of that book make noise is that exercise I, it, I can't it's been a while since and i'm looking because it, it for a while it was not it's a table over here for a while it used to be really ready at hand and i seem to recall it being kind of like a throwaway thing and i think he was talking about you know what actually i do remember it's not a throwaway thing but he brings it up in a completely different context than the way I use it. And we all use it. He brought it up like he was working with, and I'm not going to name names because I'm not sure I'm right. He was working with a large entity that was producing a show and they were having trouble. Like they, they couldn't work together as a big team in production meetings. And he said, everybody described the show in 12 words and made them all do it. And they had no agreement. He's like, well, there's your problem. So right. we all use it as a way for us to describe our own show. But he was using it as a way to like, here's why you all aren't on the same page. You don't even have the same visions for the show. That's right. Um, which That's always right. struck and, me and, as interesting. And even for ourselves, to do the exercise ourselves, the purpose, I, I presume, is so that we have a very clear idea yeah. of oh, what our show is. Because otherwise it can be a random amble through here and there and this and yes. that. So uh, I think that's his point. Know what your show really is about. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? That brings us back to um, the 12 words or the 10 words would be the simplest state for describing your show. And it's, as I mentioned, it's an exercise I have not done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's, okay, so it's aspirational. It's fine. It's, fine. <laughs> it's, uh, it's on my to-do list. Make, oh, make the don't. I, I've started keeping a to-don't list, things I shouldn't be doing. I think, do you um, do this? Something uh -oh. I do, and I wonder if you do it, if everyone does it, or if it's just me, where... I sometimes procrastinate over things like that, especially because there's a feeling of, oh, I don't really need that, or I really know what it is, or that won't help me in any way. Although, even though I know that, the, you know, so many people have said how useful oh, it is yeah. and what a good <clears throat> exercise, I, but I do, you, do you look like at, 
do you look at something like that and say, well, I already know. I don't have to take time doing that. I, I know what the show is about. Whether or not I, I totally can put it in 10 words doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? I totally understand you. I totally do that. I don't have the 10 words for this very show that we are recording. I probably could fake it because <laughs> I have an intro that I use every time. I do not have the 10 words for the show. Um, my, uh, you know, Occam's razor kind of way to cut that. That's a horrible mixed metaphor, Craig is if I can't stop thinking about it, I need to stop and do it. So that could be like, if I can't stop thinking about mowing the lawn, I need to mow the lawn. Because if I write down the 10 words, you know, do 10 words for pod talk, this show, if I write down, do 10 words for pod talk, and I don't do it, I'm going to keep thinking about it. So eventually I'm just like, dude, just take the trash out, you know, like just do the thing. So I I do that all the time. I procrastinate that way all the time. Um, I think, uh, it's, you know, it's a way of hiding is, is me hiding from, you know, realizing I don't actually know what the 10 words are. So I just want to talk to people. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> I do. The, I do the exact same thing about major purchases. I think, well, no, I don't really need it. I can't really afford it. <laughs> but then if I keep thinking about it and keep thinking about it, eventually I'm going to end up buying it because I think, well, yeah. there's, there's a reason. Obviously, yeah. I keep thinking about it. I need it. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. Cool. All right, Ron. As much as I hate to say it every time I have to say it, I think that's probably a good place for us to stop watching the time. Um, sure. Thanks so much for popping up randomly in my calendar. Uh, please do that at any point in time that you want to record anything. I also have one for random chats just for fun. So thank you so much for taking the time. It was a real pleasure. What a pleasure it was. Thank you so much, Craig. I appreciate the invitation. I'm so glad that we finally got together and did this. It, it Just talking like this clarifies so many things in my own mind. I'd love to do it again sometime, even random.